Holy Spirit, we just, uh, in, the, in the midst of everything that's happening this morning, uh, we just ask now that as we spend some time in the Bible, you would, uh, you would just quicken us to what it is that you want to say to us, how you want to shape us, and how things will um, be different when we leave here today as we're following you into your great love story for the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, this morning, I, I know I'm a few uh, a few weeks behind, but uh, I think it might have been last weekend. It was actually Pentecost uh, weekend. And um, I'm, I'm actually really surprised at how much of the body of Christ, not just in the vineyard, but like the body of Christ, don't, don't really know the Christian calendar or the... The, the sort of the annual journey of the, of the, that happens every year. And, um, and I'm surprised and just bunches of people like don't realize, um, wow, it's Pentecost. And you, go, you, you say to them like, man, this, it's Pentecost. And they're like, what's that? <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, hang on, we've missed something. You know, so, um, so I just want to push into this a little bit this morning. Um, but before I do, I do want to say, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen, if you weren't here the last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, Neil, Neil MacArthur, our worship pastor, he did some great teaching on the nature of covenant and, and, um, and the nature of, of canon or the story of God around the covenants through the Bible and how they've kind of developed. And um, that was, there was some really good teaching in that. If you missed it, please get online and have a listen to it. It will help bring great clarification um, between the, the great wrestle that many of us have between un- trying to understand the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament and how that all links together. It's very helpful. And, um, and then also last Sunday, Dave Delaney um, shared as well. So jump online and make sure you listen back to those. Some good stuff in them. Um, in this morning, in wanting to sort of push into Pentecost, um, both the event and the season that we're in as a church, well, not just us, but the body of Christ across the world is celebrating Pentecost. Um, I was reminded of how when I think I was 20, and when I was 20 years of age, I was a, a young follower of Jesus. I was on fire for God, and I said to God, you know, you know, when you're young, you, you kind of make big statements and you, you, you're just completely ignorant of the follow-through of those statements. But you just make them because that's the kind of the way you are. And, and so as a young person, I just made these big, bold sort of statements to God. It's like, all right, you know, all of me for all of you. Um, let's do this thing. Yeah, we can change the whole world. Let's go for it, you know. And you're just like, and, and as, when you're making these kind of like statements, it's like you, you're there. You, you are believing that, you know. And as a 20-year-old guy uh, under the fire of the Holy Spirit, I was like, yeah, this is doable. Let's do it. <laughs> and so, and nothing's going to stop us sort of thing. And then you start to get into the, the journey of that and you realize that, gosh, actually there's a, there's quite a bit to this. <laughs> There's quite a bit to this for me personally and for the body of Christ and the kingdom of God in the earth and 
the great contest of spiritual conflict with the with the kingdom of darkness in the earth and it's like okay this is this is a little bit more than I was thinking when I made these statements but you know along the way God shapes us but it was at this festival I went to when I was 20 and it was in City Hall in Brisbane um, it was facilitated by YWAM called a Go Festival. Now, it was based on the Great Commission, Matthew 28. Uh, you know, go into all the world. And so I, I remember being in City Hall. There must have been like about five or 600 young people my own age. And, and we were all just like pouring it out before God. It was like tears on our knees. We were banging on the floor like, God, bring your kingdom. You know, and we were just like in it. And I, and I still have um, very distinct um, memory and even body recall of that moment uh, in my body, in the memory of my body, you know, of being on the floor before God under the Holy Spirit saying, God, whatever you want with me is fine with me. Let's just go and do this, whatever this is. Just take me, I'm yours, that kind of stuff. And I... And, 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 you know, looking back on that now, I kind of look at that and, and, and thought at the time, I'm like, I thought that was all me. But now I realize it was actually, it was all of me, but it was all of me in response to his spirit invading me. And it was as his Holy Spirit was coming upon me, it was awakening me to the reality of God's heart and love agenda for the world. And I was just like going, yes, I'm all for this. And, um, you know, so my, my journey in the things of the Holy Spirit is very much attached to God wants to save the whole world. And that's just not an experience for Kirk Delaney. That's the scriptural experience. Because we see in the book of Acts, after, the, after Jesus has... Um, uh, been crucified, buried, and resurrected. He's walked around for 40 days. How's that? Jesus has walked around for 40 days, resurrected, teaching people about the kingdom of God. And then he says to his disciples in Acts 1, he says, now wait here because the promise of the Spirit is going to come upon you. And when the Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power. And, and, and it's interesting, when you read the Scripture, it says, you will receive power to be. Not just you will receive power so you can go, well, that was really awesome. <laughs> I experienced God. That's part of it, but that's not the end of it. But the end of it is where Jesus says, so that you will be my witnesses. So it's all about Jesus. The Spirit comes upon people in power to witness to Jesus, who is now the established, resurrected King, who is now the one who rules and reigns victoriously because he has conquered and broken the power of death and the work of the enemy. So, um, and the, 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 the cool thing is, all the prophets prophesied it, and, and, and even in Acts chapter 2, we see Peter giving a, the first sort of public message to the world as the Spirit is being poured out on, on all these um, early believers of Jesus, Peter stands up and he says, this is what Joel prophesied. 
So in Joel 2.28, if you go back and you look at the prophetic work of Joel, who carried the heart of God, he was saying, there's going to come a time where the heart of God will be fulfilled, where his spirit will rest on all people, not just kings, not just priests, but that now all, all people will be kings and priests of God, a nation under God, a people under God, a movement unto God. All flesh, and it's really interesting. You know, Acts chapter two. Talk. Peter says, and you know, and the Spirit will and it takes. I, I think the writers of the Scripture, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit, make great point in Acts chapter two to say it will come on all flesh: men, women, children, old people, it, it, and of every tongue or every language group, every nation group in the earth, that the Spirit of God would come upon all flesh and be like a kingdom unto God in the earth. No longer would it just be the heads of kingdoms who represented God to the earth, but it would be all people. And so it's, it's this massive moment in God where um, the Spirit is poured out and then what we see is this great release of the ministry and the love of Jesus into the earth. Now, I love Pentecost. It's a great season where we celebrate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It's a season where when the Holy Spirit moves upon people, it's an invitation from God to come and join him in what he's actually doing in the world of other people's lives where we can actually get outside the constraints of ourself and follow him into this great adventure beyond ourself, which is awesome when you start to step into that space because it's complete adventure. It's a season of seeing not only do, uh, do our hearts get healed by the presence of the living God touching us, but then the very heart of the spirit of the living God begins to form within us. And so now, God the Father's heart for the whole world to come into the saving knowledge of his son Jesus and the redeeming work of Jesus, that now lives in us and it beats away in us. And then that's why we get frustrated sometimes when we get so self-absorbed. It's because it's the love of God's Spirit in us saying, get over yourself, come on. It's bigger than you, this thing called life. It's about the Lordship of God saving the world. Come and join Him. That's why Jesus said the Spirit will come and He will come on all flesh, men, women, children. doesn't matter what colour, age or stage. You will be filled with this heartfelt reality of God the Father for the world. And he, and he invites you to come and join him in what he's doing. This is what Pentecost is about. I love Pentecost season. It's a season of seeing um, uh, individuals, church families, receive a fresh, both a sense of fulfillment and new assignments. Because when the Spirit fell on that day, on those early believers, it was a, it was a moment of fulfillment. God said this was going to happen through the prophets, and it happened. 
There is a sense of fulfillment in that moment. But with that fulfillment came a new assignment for the people that followed God. You know that sense of, we sang about it this morning actually, you know, I'm hungry, hungry I come to you. You know, I'm, I'm desperate for you, God. Well, what are we going to do when God actually satisfies us and gives us a sense of fulfillment? Because actually the scriptures tell us that the experience of that is it will drive us out into the world with the love of Jesus. And when I say out into the world, I mean like towards our, our, our spouse, towards our children, towards the people in our street, towards the children that go to that local school over there, towards that university down the road, towards our workplace colleagues, toward, toward, toward. It's such a powerful season when we read the story of, the, of what happened in the book of Acts. And it's also, an ama- there's some other amazing dynamics that come into play here, is that there's some wonderful truth that the work of the Spirit is that we actually, it, it starts to awaken us that, you know what, I belong somewhere on this planet. I'm not just a random thing floating around on it. I belong on this planet. And the reason why I belong is because of Jesus. He gives me this sense of definition and understanding and purpose that I belong to his lordship. I'm no longer king to myself. I am now servant of the great high priest, Jesus himself. It's, this, it's when the spirit comes upon us, it also helps us to belong to, understand that we, we belong to his kingdom, his rule and reign as God in the earth. We belong to his kingdom and his cause. And we also belong to the church. And that's one of the things that the Lord's really poking in on this year and helping us to grow here at Vineyard Pine Rivers in. That we're, we are a part of the body of Christ. Both you individually here in the context of this fellowship of believers, but also that we collectively are a part of a bigger body of Christ that like Nicole was talking about you know our vineyard family across the world now perhaps one of the greatest works of the enemy is against the church ever coming into the knowledge of this stuff because the enemy knows that when the individual person realizes and operates in the fact that they belong and that when we understand that you know if I could say it in the first person and you, you would hear it in, in the first person as well, is that I am incredibly important and vital to the saving plans of God in the earth as a part of this fellowship of believers. This is a work of the Spirit. And the enemy works very hard through means of isolation, separation and brokenness so that the body of Christ won't actually become who we were meant to be and are meant to be. God is moving powerfully across the earth. Um, there's a great scripture in 2 Corinthians 10. Uh, it's, it's actually where Paul is kind of like giving a little bit of a defense of his own position to people. You know, Some people said, Paul, you're a pretty ordinary apostle. Uh, in fact, you're a bit of a sham. And Paul makes a bit of a defense for himself. And, um, and uh, we looked at this scripture actually while we were away. And we, we looked at the message version of this, which was really great. In, in um, 
2 Corinthians 10.13, it says, we aren't making outrageous claims here. We're just sticking to our limits of what God has set for us. In other words, Paul is saying, hey, I, I know who I am. And I'm not making an outrageous claim when I say, this is who I am in Jesus. And I'm really important to the purposes of God in the earth. And he's given me this function and I'm going to live it. And I'm not making an outrageous claim. It's, it's, this is a guy who's from a place of health and understanding being able to say, I know who I am because of God and his spirit upon my life. And it's the same for us as, um, you know, as a vineyard, as a vineyard church. You know, we are not the Catholic church. We are not the Anglican church. We are not the Lutheran church. We are not the independent Pentecostal church. We're not the Baptist church. We're the vineyard. And in saying that with a sense of health and everything that we understand that is important to us in terms of our core values and priorities and practices is not making an outrageous claim. We're just saying, this is who we are. This is how God's made us. And we love who we are. And we understand that we're a gift to each other, to the body of Christ and to the world. Now, people, some people around us might look at us and question that. And they're allowed to. But that doesn't, that doesn't cause us any harm. People are allowed to make comment and commentary on anything and everything we do. But it's like, no, we're not making an outrageous claim. We're the vineyard. We are this local body of believers that love God. We love to worship. We love to care for the poor. We love to spend our life on something bigger than ourselves. We love to be a kind of people who would say, oh, we're all in. We're in this. Let's do it. We love to worship. Sometimes we love to worship really well. Sometimes we love to worship really ordinarily. It doesn't matter. We love to worship. We love to serve children and what God's doing in there. We love the fact that everyone is invited to actually begin to move in the power of the Holy Spirit. We love the idea and the reality of belonging to small groups that meet called kinship groups. We love that. We love to actually every year take up big offerings, and we're going to be doing that again next month, to spend on caring for the poor and serving the needs of the poor. We love that. This is who we are. We're the vineyard. These are both things that are not necessarily unique to us alone, but they're important to us. Because this is who God has made us to be. You know, one of the things that um, we were talking about last week, uh, Nicole mentioned the Philippines. Uh, we were listening to a story of how in um, one of the more militant uh, Muslim parts of the Philippines, there were some vineyard people who were at work there, loving and just serving people. And in the context of that, the Holy Spirit has come. And that in, in, one, in one series of kind of encounters, as the Holy Spirit was being poured out on this um, little group of vineyard people there, um, 100 militant Muslim people turned their life over to Jesus. Just because just, 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 just you know, some of our family felt the Spirit come on them, and they, they said, God's going to, we're being drawn outside ourselves, and they gave themselves to that invitation and adventure in God, and they find themselves in a mili very militant, difficult area on planet Earth where there's a lot of opposition to the reality of Jesus, and yet by the power of the Holy Spirit, a hundred people turned to Christ in one gathering. 
God is moving through the earth. In everything that we think is impossible and unreachable, that's exactly, exactly where the Spirit of God is moving. Because he knows it is reachable. He knows the heart of every person is reachable. You know, every, you know, Jesus talked about it in John's Gospel, John 5, about how the Father is always at work. You know, every single person that you and I have bumped shoulders with this week, God's been at work in their life. Every single person. God is reaching towards them with his love. There are conversations going on inside people's hearts and heads constantly trying to ignore the reality that they know God's interrupting their life. Every single person, God is touching. Just this week, I, um, I was, I, just this week, this is what happened to me this week. I kind of came home fairly, um, you know, tired from that long piece of travel, but somehow in the midst of all of um, that travel and meetings and so forth, God was doing a work in me. And I found myself opening myself again, again, to what God wants to do with my life. Again, you know, you feel like you have to do that again and again and again. Just when you think you've got it settled, he says, come on, follow me. And the Spirit leads us into this new place. Well, this week, I walked into one of my local coffee shops and I spoke with the barista that I speak with fairly regularly. But all of a sudden, I looked at this barista with I don't know, it must have been a new lens or something over my eyes and my heart. And I looked at them and all of a sudden I just started, I just wanted to have conversation with them. So I started to ask questions about their life and how they're doing and how's work. And really what I, maybe I was trying to bring some understanding to my circumstances because I've travelled in America now and I've travelled in the United Kingdom and nowhere serves good coffee. And no one can make a flat white. (laughs) for some reason. So I asked this barista, I said, is there a secret to making one of these? (laughs) Because that part of the world doesn't do that really well. And then anyway, she went into the science of how to make a flat white and the practice of it. But I found myself actually, not that we ended up having some great Jesus conversation, but I just found myself leaning towards them. Just It was just like I had an interest in their life all of a sudden that hasn't been there for, I don't know, just hasn't been there. Because as I've been asking for the Spirit to come on me. And then um, yesterday, um, some parents that brought um, our son Luke home from triathlon training, um, they brought him home and and, um, dropped him off on the driveway with his bike. And I got to go out and meet these people. And I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, who are these people? What, what what makes them tick? And they're like, oh, we just live over there. And I'm like, oh, great, we're nearby. We know that where you guys are. And we can, you know, it just, it was like something, again, I was kind of like drawn to them. We didn't end up having some great kingdom conversation or anything like that. But I was just paying attention to the posture of my heart. Whereas normally I'd be like, hey, thanks, see you later. It was more. I wanted to know them. Yesterday morning, I was out doing a Saturday morning park run 
and as I'm out doing park run, it was not a pretty sight yesterday, uh, but anyway, um, was out doing this park run. There was there was some um, family members of um, of Trent and Karen's who who were there, and um, the story simply the story is Trent's brothers had a motorcycle accident, and his leg is all smashed up, and he's in hospital. And anyway, his wife was there yesterday, and I just just at the end of the the park run, and I, I could have just said, "Yep, thanks, guys. See you later." I got things to do, but there was a there was a an, a sense of leaning towards her, and so I just said, "How are you doing?" I didn't pray anything with her. I didn't I didn't have any great kingdom moment other than just to look her in the eye for a moment and just say, "I just you know took some interest in her, asked some leading questions, and said, "You know, I want you to know we're we're praying for him, for Kurt, his name is, but we're also praying for you, just that you would know just." strength in your soul to be able to continue to look after everything that you need to look after in this season while your husband's in hospital it was a leaning towards it and then last night I go to pick up my son from a birthday party that he's at and then before you know it I'm in conversation with the dad at the house and we're having this great conversation anyway we're going to meet next Saturday morning at the park run together and we're going to do the run together this is a complete stranger to me but all of a sudden I found myself leaning towards this person and now anyway we're going going to this park run together and I know it'll be completely embarrassing for my son but anyway we'll we'll do it anyway but the the point is that when the spirit of God comes upon us um, we want we will be drawn into this adventure by the Holy Spirit to want to reach and lean toward those around us and get beyond ourselves and open up have you ever been, some of you are school teachers, and so you would understand this dynamic. When you go into a classroom after lunchtime and everyone's been playing in the schoolyard and you step into the classroom and it just has that kind of friendly odour in the room. You know that one? Or maybe you've got a little child who's been, you know, spent a lot of time in that room overnight and you walk in in the morning and it's like, whoa, what is that? <laughs> you know, it has that particular odour about it or you know maybe some of your work colleagues you're on the on the job site together and it's like man did you shower today or you know it's like it has an odor to it it's like but some sometimes we have shut the windows of our life down and and we've become stale and actually we stink a bit and the only way to sort of get, and, and not just for ourselves as individuals, but even as the body of Christ, we kind of shut down and shut the windows. And it's, it's like the schoolroom. We've got to open the windows and let some fresh air in. We've got to let that stale air out. We're going to let the fresh wind, the Holy Spirit, sort of come in and bring fresh, whew, oh, that's better. You know, <laughs> clear the room, get some fresh, fresh air in, into our life. So it's, it's God invites us to open up the window of our life and let everything that's in us, that's kind of, we're bogged down in and caught up in and just becomes arduous and stale. And as we open ourselves up again, the wind of the Spirit is free to move and begin to breathe in us. And so we start to actually then get captured again with new life for what's outside the window. What's outside our self? What's outside our church? What's outside? And we start to come alive to that. Um, 
Jesus says there in Acts 1.8, he says, you'll become my witnesses in Jerusalem, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, I, I, I don't know if any of you are particularly familiar, but like you can see there right sort of just left of the blue um, Dead Sea there, you'll see Jerusalem kind of center of the screen. So Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses from Jerusalem. And you see there that that region where Jerusalem is, is called Judea. And then in the north is Samaria. And then, obviously, beyond that is the rest of the world. So, so Jesus says, you're going to be my witness in, in three places. Well, Jerusalem is your immediate place, right where you are. Your home, your street, your family, your friends, that's your Jerusalem. And, and, and Samaria, Judea, and, uh, Judea is, uh, uh, or sorry, yeah, Judea would be similar to like the Moreton Bay region. That, that's kind of what Judea would be like. It's this kind of, we take this geographical interest in the well-being of a, I wonder how we're going as a region out there. How's our mayor? Have we prayed for our mayor lately? You know, I wrote a letter to the mayor just the other week congratulating him on his reappointment. He, I'm, I think he might know who we are, but that doesn't worry me. But I just, I congratulated him on his reappointment and I asked him in the letter that I wrote to him, I said, we to know that we will be praying for him and that he will serve the interests of the well-being of the people of our region. And then I said at the very bottom of that, and I said, and in particular, Mayor, will you please never forget the poor? And he wrote me back an email. It was, and it was, a, it was a fairly kind of, you know, matter-of-fact email, but it was just, thanks for that, and here's what I'm doing, and da-da-da-da. But it was like, why would I do that? Well, that's a, that's a work of the Spirit. It's this, I, I have an interest for Judea, for the Moreton Bay region. I want, to, I want everyone in this region to know that God cares about them. And I want the, the servants and the public servants of our area to serve the, the greater good of the people and not, their, not just their own well, you know, needs. And then Samaria, if you were to take Samaria from, from Jerusalem to Samaria in the north there, that's about a 60-kilometer journey. So, I don't know, picture that from here. Like, would that be like Bribie Island? Maybe a bit further than Bribie Island, 60? So, Sunshine Coast? Okay, so, sort of Landsborough up that way. What about to the sort of southwest? I mean, like, south are we talking like as far as Yandina or somewhere like that? Oh, what's, what, what am I talking about south? Yatla, that's what I'm thinking of, Yatla. I'm thinking about, is that about 60K down Yatla way? Where the big pie is on the side of the highway. <laughs> um, what about to the west? I mean, like, but it's about, six, you know, about 60K. And, and so Jesus is saying, don't be surprised if all of a sudden you, you, your, your life will now come alive to that, that, that group of people up there. Well, they're strangers to us. They're on the other side of the city or other side of the river. On, but that's like Nicole was sharing this morning. It's Elmer, right? And Elma. And she, Elba, sorry. She is like getting in a little boat and heading up the Amazon River every day of the week and establishing kingdom communities all over the Amazon. Why? Because that's what happens when the Spirit of God comes upon us. We start to lean out from ourselves we open the window of our life 
and we start to engage with the world again. So where is your Judea? Where is your Jerusalem? Who, I should say, who is your Jerusalem? Who is your Judea? Who are the ends of the earth? Well, the ends of the earth are exactly right there. Just take a look at the point at the very end of your big toe because that's the end of the earth right there. Wherever your feet end up is the ends of the earth. And whether that's here or cross-culturally or wherever, God will send you there. His Spirit will cause you to come alive to that. Um, I just want to finish with this. In the book of Acts, where, the, where they're all gathered and they're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, it says there they were waiting and they were praying. It was a bit like when I was 20, you know, and I went to this Go Festival. We were all like five or 600 of us. We were all just on the floor crying out, God, send us, use us, send us your spirit, hook us up, do whatever you've got to do, send us wherever, send the resource. And these people are like that in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2. They're all crying out for the Lord. And then the Spirit comes. And the next thing you know, they're like being scattered all over the world with this hooking in with God's loving agenda for people of every tribe, every nation, every, every ethnicity and language group, men, women, children, the elderly, doesn't matter. It's for everyone. Yes, for everyone. This is what it looks like when God's Spirit begins to come alive in us and upon us. Um, so I, I, I just want to finish with this. Maybe this Pentecost, God is inviting us to open again the windows of our life. I had a... Um, Mike Pilavachi, who many of you may know of, who um, leads an, an organisation called Soul Survivor, a, a movement of young people sort of throughout the world, he came to a, some of the meetings that we were in just to drop in and say hello and say, thank you, Vineyard, across the world for being who you are. We love you. Please keep doing what you do because we need you. And then he made this little comment, and I, I grabbed it and I wrote it down. He said, you know, the Holy Spirit, he comes to the church in, en route to the world, and we must go with him. I thought, that's such a great... I, I write that down. The Holy Spirit comes to the church en route to the world. He's en route to the world. Vineyard Pine Rivers, I want to ask you, in this season... Is the Holy Spirit coming to us that we might join him en route to the world? This week, I want to encourage us all to do these things. Pray for a fresh visitation and the love and power of the Holy Spirit. And if you can't, if you don't have the gumption for that or maybe you need some help with that, there's plenty of people in this room that would love to participate in that with you. Just invite them in. Say, hey, can you pray with me about this? And return to your first position. I was thinking about my first position at this, at this festival. My first position was on my face, on my knees before God, saying, here I am, God. Maybe return to that first position. Like the people in the book of Acts, 
They're in a time of prayer and seeking God together. And let the Holy Spirit reshape and re-envision you for the kingdom adventure that's in front of you. And ask the Holy Spirit to come again and remove the stale air and fill you again with love for what's outside the window of your life and our church. Fill your life with love for what's outside the window. It's a work of the Spirit, not the flesh. It's just when love grabs a hold of you, you just want to go with it. So who would like to receive the Holy Spirit? This is a question that Paul asked some of the believers that he found along the way in Corinthians. He would, in the, or sorry, in the book of Acts, he would come across these people and they were followers of Jesus and he said to them, have you heard about the Holy Spirit? And they said, we've never heard of the Holy Spirit. And, he, and the next thing we see in the scriptures, it says, and Paul laid his hands to them and they received the Holy Spirit. It's just, just that simple. Who, you know, who would like to receive a baptism of the Holy Spirit? As Jesus said, John baptized you with water, but there's one who will come. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So there's a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit awaiting you all today awaiting me as well um if you would like that if you would like hey you know what god i want to open the window again i want to be baptized in your spirit again and i want my life to live for more than just my own well-being and i want to intake your loving interest in the world around me if you would like if you would like that today why don't you just um stand up where you are and we'll just pray for the holy spirit to come upon you if you would like that this morning just now would be good if you want that Thank you, God. Father God, I thank you that um, right now, you, by your spirit, you're just inviting us to partner with what the Father's already doing in the world. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Just anoint us and let those dreams of a great adventure of both fulfillment and new assignments in your heart for our life just like... Come alive in us right now in Jesus' name. Show us our Jerusalem, Lord. Show us the faces of Jerusalem. Show us the faces and places of Samaria and Judea, Lord. The ends of the earth even, God. Just thank you, Holy Spirit, more, more. Just baptize your people in your spirit. Let their lives, the window of their life be open now to the possibilities of adventure with God in this life. Oh man, adventures with God in this life, in this life, in this life. Just the way we are. Thank you, God. That's it. Now I can see in a number of your faces right now, there is some very intense conversations happening right now let the spirit of god inform you now let him show you let those 
Pictures, places, names and faces come alive to you right now. Take a moment to catch that. That's it, Lord. More. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, Lord, we're not making outrageous claims here about who we are, but we just celebrate that you've made us this unique tribe called the Vineyard and that we belong to you. Come, Lord. Let us know we belong to you, your kingdom, your cause, and your church. Settle that one. Just settle it. That's it, God. (laughs) Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. All right, now, Paul, when he wrote that, he said, I'm not making outrageous claims about himself, but he just said, that's who I am, and what I've got, I, you know, I, I give it away and I invite people to it. And so well, I, I'm not going to make an outrageous claim in front of you for those of you who are standing up and asking for the Holy Spirit to baptize you right now. But what I am going to say is that I want to invite you to come and walk along the, fr- through, through, along the front here and I'm going to lay my hands to you like Paul did to the believers, that the Spirit of God would come upon them and that they would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that they would just, off they go, go and have fun with the great adventure of God. All right, so I'm just going to invite you just to come on down here. Just maybe if if we come around this sort of out to your right, around that way, and we'll come across here. And just just come across, and then I'll just just lay hands to you and bless you in the name of Jesus. Ash, I don't know if you just want to pop some music on there, bro. But, hey, I'm just going to do this, and I'm going to say, hey, God bless you. Have a great week in the kingdom of God. That ends the formalities of it all. We're just going to kind of have some fun here and see what the Holy Spirit wants to do with this. All righty? God bless you. Thanks for coming. Feel free to barbecue and enjoy kinship this week.